Hello, and welcome to the Consistent Profits Podcast, brought to you by Inside Out Trading and Brian McAvoy, where the focus is on consistency, because when you have the consistent part down, profits become easy. Well, welcome, everybody. This is Brian McAvoy with Inside Out Trading, and today I'm really excited to be interviewing Norman Hallett, uh, the Discipline Trader. Uh, known, welcome, Norman. Glad you're here today. Thank you. Yeah, Norman and I have known each other for a lot of years. He uh, he was kind of foundational in helping me get off the ground back in 2006. And uh, so that you know, just some background on Norman himself. He's uh, He's been a trader and trading educator for over four decades, been around a while. Uh, and I'm sharing this from you as far as his general background. But from 81 to 88, he ran one of the largest options firms in the country and later worked as a commodity specialist for Payne Weber. Maybe you may remember that name or not. Uh, big, big time company uh, years ago. Uh, in 1991, he formed the Hallett Group, managing large tra- trading accounts for individual investors as a commodity, commodity trading advisor. Uh, he currently owns and operates the Discipline Trader, uh, founded in October 2000, where he focuses on helping traders with the too often neglected area of mental and emotional control and the building of simple trading plans. Uh, Norman is a popular speaker at trading expos and countless international venues, and he has over a million views on his four-minute drill for traders. Uh, which where he gives tips and techniques for being a more successful trader. And actually, over the last uh, about 20 years, he's he's helped uh, directly and indirectly over 100,000 traders. Uh, so definitely making a dent in this space. And Norman, again, thrilled to have you here, man. Uh, it's just, yeah, we've known each other for a long time and a lot of fun to talk to. Glad you're here, man. But listen, but what has he done for me lately? You know, I mean, that's uh, that's really the important thing. What is all that culminated into? I, I think you and I are probably... We are, we, we've been around the longest in this in, in the area of the mental and emotional capabilities. Uh, don't think that I, I can't I, I just can't remember anybody who's actually stuck with it because there's a lot of resistance. I mean, people resist. You know, I'm not the issue. It's the market's getting me again. You know, uh, so that that's it's hard to listen. I, I know it was for me. I spent a lot of years losing. Uh, not a lot, maybe four or five years losing. I was, uh, and that at that time, futures. Mo- I think a futures round turn was a hundred dollars, not 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 a dollar or two dollars. Oh yeah. And so when you, it changed when, a lot over the years. Yeah. So I remember running to the to the ticket window, and and uh, I was managing guys who were managing option. Uh, money uh, for for clients, and I, my, I was responsible for making sure that they they did the right job. And I'd pull them into my office and you know uh, go over their numbers. But when I was done with them, I was just going back and forth from my office to the trading window, you know, uh, buying uh, you know ten contracts of soybeans, and it, it was crazy times. At a hundred dollars a round turn, it, we were you know money was flying around in those days, you know. Oh yeah, well back back in those days trading online really was not existent for everyday people. Um, it's yeah. like you pick up the phone and call your broker or yeah, you're going to a window. Um, yeah. No, well, you're more of a geek than I am. When did, when did actual, so when did it actually start when you can actually trade on online, not online, but through a, a computer and so on? Um, for, having to call your broker. Investor, I think it was around like 03 or 05, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and there weren't very many uh, very many places where you could do that. It was still the standard was still pick up the phone and, and call your broker. Um, and around 2009, 2010 was really when it started to become popular. I don't know if you remember or not, but around like 08, 09, uh, 2010, 
uh, in the in the internet marketing space because remember the internet was still evolving. Mm-hmm. I remember on the uh, Warrior Forum, which is like a, a forum for internet marketers. Man, in 09, oh my God, it looks like Forex was the thing and all the marketers were just pouring into the Forex markets because that was like the rage. And yeah, now you can trade online and it's just, it's like, so it was, the, the marketing was so easy and it wasn't long. And after. all you need is $500 to open an account. $500 and, and the, the leverage was insane. You get like yeah, right. 400 to 1,001 leverage. It's like, oh my God. <laughs> and, and Love it. Love it. Yeah. So... But yeah, yeah, it's been really interesting watching the evolution of the whole industry. Uh, yes, it has. It has. Things are a lot different than they used to be. Yeah, I mean, because you figured back in, back in the day, um, I mean, one one broker I ran into early on, he was, was 200 bucks around turn. And when you're hitting that kind of commissions, you got to be a lot more, you got to have your game a whole lot more up than, you know, where it's almost basically zero commissions nowadays. Because mm-hmm. uh, it's a whole lot harder to make, make it when your commissions are that much. Yeah, no question about it. I mean, we had, um, you know, the, the account had to be at least $50,000. Otherwise, the whole thing didn't make sense. All you need is a few losing days and you were down 5000 in commissions, you know. Yeah. Uh, so, it, uh, you know, of course, uh, you and, and even in those days, I don't know where, what they do right now, but when I was managing money, I was a commodity trading advisor and, and uh, took accounts of 250000 and more. And we earned 20% of what we, earned, what we profited which was a good thing. We, we did very well when you did well. Uh, at times where you started with an account and, and you went the wrong way, if you got a few percentage deep, you would say to yourself, well, I'm not going to make money until I get back over that zero line. So, uh, you know, you can you get more conservative. A lot of guys did it the wrong way. They say, well, now it's time to get aggressive because unless I cross that finish line. So it was, you know, listen, uh, it's still kind of the Wild West in a lot of ways because of the leverage. I think the lack of appreciation of the leverage really, uh, I think, opens people's eyes when they start doing it. I always say, trade sm- think big, but trade small because it'll come to you. Um, I mean, I, I was trading the Japanese yen today, and uh, it's just amazing how that market tends to trend all day long in the same direction. So if you put on a small position right from the beginning, of uh, of the day that when you when when your signals give you the direction for the day, and and have a reasonable stop, you can stay in that position all day long, um, you know, without fighting anything. Uh, so I, I think people need to, you know, do a little understanding of the markets they're trading, how they act. I think every 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 futures contract, which is what I usually trade. Again, I I grew up on options, but. Boy, when I saw that every dollar up was a certain amount, every dollar down was the same amount, but the other way, I said, boy, that is clear as a bell. I don't have to worry about premium prices where the market goes up and nothing happened to my premium. What the hell was that about? You know, uh, you know so I, this, I knew exactly where I was at all times. And that's what I love about the futures market. I mean, there's slippage, which is very minor now, even during reports. It's amazing how they can fill you rel- very close to, uh, stop even on some wild uh, number that comes out at, at 9.30 or, or 8.30 Eastern time. But, um, you know, it's, the market has, you know, it's, it's, it's calmed down. To, it, it is the Wild West from the leverage standpoint. And, but if you have an appreciation for the leverage, uh, there's no reason why you can't figure this thing out. You know, 
from a from a, a trading plan standpoint. I'm sure you know people that come to you with trading plans. How does it look? You see them all all, all day long. Um, and the ones I see, I'm not going to say the majority. I mean, all of them. I think I can tweak a little bit, but the majority will make you money if you follow it. Some better than others. Uh, a lot of them will, you know, m many of them, usually th that's not the problem. The problem is up here, following it. And um, uh, that's, uh, you know, that's where I, you know, I, you and I, are all, we're almost the last bastion about five or six years ago where nobody cared about the mental and emotional game, you know. Uh, and, um, you know, things had changed in our industry. Um, so, um, you know, I'm glad you're still standing and I'm, I'm glad I'm still here. So. Yeah, likewise. Well, and one thing you just touched on, and to me, this is just kind of a common sense thing. I mean, because, and, and it still blows me away, I, and I get it from a, like a sales marketing standpoint, but it still kills me how there are so many people out there that are still selling strategies. It's like this, this industry, if you, if you actually take it back, you know, to its roots, it's been around as long as the stock market, or actually it, it goes way back even before, you know, modern times, as far as, you know, exchanges and, you know, buying and selling and all that kind of stuff, trading. And so there are, but even since just over the last, say, 50, 60 years, you know, the markets have, have basically existed the way they have, even though technology has advanced. And so the strategies, there have been strategies around forever that they work. They're just, they make sense and they work. And so, you know, why people are going out and, you know, dumping five or $10,000 on new strategies when if you look at it, it's like, no, it's just the same one, you know, I, here I can tell you, yeah, it's, it's basically... Uh, you know, same one I saw 50 years ago. Uh, I just kind of, you know, put a new sticker on it saying, you know, you know, new, new packaging. And I mean, truths, truths are truths, you know. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, like I said, everybody's thinking it's, you know, the magic is in the strategy and it's not. And I wrote something down today. Um, where is it? It was about strategy because I knew I would be seeing you today. Um, yeah. Um, but, um, you know, it, it, it's akin to what we're talking about, where, where, uh, uh, where strategy is, you know, that's why I think that what we've done, what, what, I mean, our focus has, has been the mental and emotional conditioning and, and, and of traders, what was the missing piece for most traders. But we've taken a different tack. I, I go inside the head with the, with the subconscious mind. You do the complementary thing, and they're both just equally important, of making sure that your strategy is something that you understand. That was my note. If you understand it, it's much easier to follow. People buy these strategies, and they have no idea what, what, what a, even what a moving average is, you know, or what the difference is between a moving average and an exponential moving average. Oh, yeah. and, and, and why it's better in some markets than other markets. If you understand the components of what makes your, your strategy, then you go and you believe in it, test it. That's the process as opposed to believing somebody who shows you that they, uh, that they have 98% winners. <laughs> Somehow it's not happening when, when you get into the trading room because it was a bad day. But the, the idea is that, uh, you know, if somebody hands you a strategy that's even even one that's that works, um, somehow when you get it, it's 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 not it doesn't work because you don't understand from where from where those that strategy came, and uh, and because of that you have doubts every time you have three or four losses in a row whether you you got sold again, you know whether you got taken again. 
So what you do and your, your focus about, um, about defining strategies, and not only defining strategies, but matching the strategy with the person because everybody is different. And, and so you're, when you do your coaching, um, you know, there's, a, there's, of course, that element of matching the, 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 per, the strategy with, with the individual. I mean, somebody's not a patient trader. You can't give them a, uh, you can't run a strategy that has two, two signals a day on an eight-hour eight trading day. It's just not going to work, you know. True. Uh, and so, you know, strategy matching the person, understanding the strategy from whence it came. Because we're both, we're both engineers. You, you were an engineer a little longer than I was. Uh, I actually uh, practiced engineering for about two weeks. Um, I, I, I went to a school that was work-study. Where, the, where we had um, the University of Cincinnati, where we went to school for a quarter, and then we worked for a quarter for the first, and it was a five-year school instead of the three years. So the last job I was on was measuring guardrail on the Long Island Expressway with a guy that was retiring. I had like a clicker uh, measuring. I said, no, this is not for me. So I went to teaching. I went into, uh, I was a te- I, I got my license to teach, and I was teaching mathematics in, in Cincinnati. I'm not Cincinnati, but San Francisco. Okay. That didn't last for, that lasted for about six months because they caught me. I would teach replacement theory through blackjack. Uh, <laughs> and I had a tough, you know, I had, they gave me the tough class with the, with everybody had, you know, at that time tattoos were not only, you know, uh, criminals and, and crazy people had tattoos. You know, now I'm thinking about getting one. So I must be either a criminal or a, or a crazy person, but I'll let you choose. But the, the idea is that, you know, the toughest, they, won't, they would come to my class right. without question because, you know, I'd have them sit around the desk. They can't touch the card and there was no money exchange. But I would tell, take a hit or not take a hit and take a hit and not take a hit. And why? You know, well, because you counted there's so many deck, tens left in the deck and, and therefore it was more favorable that you bust. So I'm going to, you know, stick with what I have, you know. <laughs> And they would come to my, I said, boy, I, I went home one day to my wife. I said, I really, I, I'm, I'm a great teacher. You know, look at what these kids wouldn't, you couldn't get them. Now they're coming early. Where are you, Mr. Allen? You do, they're telling me I'm two minutes late. Anyway, I looked through the window the next day and I was, uh, I was out on the street. <laughs> you can't teach blackjack. So, you know, I, but, but there's an example of understanding. I mean, these kids had no Math was the last thing they wanted to do, mm-hmm. but if they could, if they could understand a few things about math, like replacement theory, which is a great theory to understand anyway for a lot of other things, but if they can understand replacement theory, you know, they may be able to make some money, you know, with that. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, you know, understanding and then it makes it much easier to execute. That's that's kind of your ballywig, and of course, I can't. You know, I, I can't be in this part of the business without mentioning it or doing some of that, as you can't talk to people about, you know, meditating and steeping, deep breathing before they, they, they start and things on like that. Or because, hey, if you don't have the subconscious mind working for you, it's going to be working against you, all the negative news and so on. So I've always been into the meditations and, the, you know, getting the, the mind to be focused and so on. You put that in combination with what, you're, with what you do. And that is the, um, you know, the process mm-hmm. and understanding the process and matching the process. I mean, you've got a trader that's going to do well. It's just that that sounds like a lot of work. 
<laughs> people. So, you know, and you know, no, it doesn't sound like you make any money with it. You know, I mean, if you give me a good stock, I can make some money. But uh, you know, you give me a meditation, all I'm going to do is fall asleep. So yeah, yeah. How fun. Anyway. Well, you said a mouthful with the uh, the understanding what you're working with, like and with indicators and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's one that blew me away years ago when I first started running into that. And, you know, I'd be talking to people and, and you know, ask them, okay, well, you know, why are you using that indicator? I don't know. I just, I like it. Or, you know, I heard about it here and it's like, so what does that tell you though? Mm-hmm. How, how's that actually helping you in your trading? I, I, I don't know. And and it's like, then why are you using it? If you, mm-hmm. if you don't even understand what it is or what it's telling you, why are you using it? And, you know, you don't have to be, a, you don't have to, you know, understand it in rocket science. Uh, um, you just have to know that a, um, a, a, a Exponential moving average is the same eight periods of time uh, added up and divided by eight, but but weighted toward the more recent days so that it's somehow more pertinent to what's going on today. Makes some sense, kind of like that. So what markets would be good for that? Certainly markets, you know, like crude oil. Uh, and and even now the... the, um, the um, uh, the S&P and NASDAQ, any markets that seem to react on, on news or um, have high volumes, these are great markets for them. In any event, the idea is that uh, you've got to understand why you're doing what you're doing. And that really is, is a major part of what leads to be able to stick to your plan. And that's all we have. We have, to have, we have a tested plan. If we stick to it, we know, which is why one of the things that I ask traders to do is to always review yesterday's chart before you start trading. So if you're trading like I do, the five-minute uh, candle chart, I'll, I'll go back to yesterday's uh, markets that I trade. And I've been trading primarily the Japanese yen, euro dollar, and the uh, S&P and a little bit of gold, okay. sometimes copper and crude. <laughs> but I'll go back to the what I was trading yesterday, say what I plan to trade today, and I'll go back to that chart, and I'll mark it up with little arrows. Here's where I... And then I would see how I would have done. And I would have done very well. And the vast majority of the time, if you have a decent trading plan, you're going to see that the trading plan worked yesterday very well. I mean, that's, yeah, you, you named all the things that I've done in my career. But what have I done for anybody lately? You know, where am I at now that can, can help people? So where's the market now? I mean, it's great that it you know, had all these great years in, you know, in the turn of the century. But what's, what's in the, yesterday was the best indicator. And if, and if yesterday you would have lost a little bit of money, go back two days or three days if you have to. And that's usually all you have to go back. And you'll see that over three days, if you had just followed your trading plan, you would have done very well. And if you can't say that, then you need to look at your trading plan. But after that, you know, that gives you the incentive to, to, to do the right thing and stick to your plan, at least part of it, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's something that I always advise, looking back on yesterday's action. Well, you also mentioned, you know, what are you doing lately? When you and I spoke not too long ago, you were, you were, you'd already started into qualifying for prop accounts. Mm-hmm. And you said you've been getting more, you know, even more busy with it. So, so yeah, what, tell me what's, how's your, how's your job? Well, you know, that's, that's another thing. You know, we can bang people over the head, you and I, with the importance of, 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 of the mental and emotional piece in, in trading and, and why it's equally important, if not more important than the plan, because you only have one head and you got all, you got all these plans out there. So, you know, um, if you can find, if you can take the pressure off people, um, that's, that's a big advantage. And, and I have, when I saw this prop trading, 
where you and there are several firms that do it. Most of them do a lot of them, most of them do futures now. There are some that did forex. There's, I'm sure there's still some, but they've stopped that. They've pretty much gone to futures. I'm sure there's options and 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 stocks too. I haven't looked into that. Again, I'm focusing on the futures, and you know it's 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 you know I I looked at it and I said if I can trade their money and make ninety percent of the profit. In fact. 100% of the first 25,000. If I can do that, why would I trade my own money? I mean, I used to do it for 20% of the money and it was high pressure. And I think, now I'm in the house. I can trade somebody else's money and not small accounts. You can trade a $250,000 account, 150 or 50, you know, depending on where you're at or where you feel comfortable. And you can trade multiple accounts, you know, so you can do that. And, and if you're not risking your own money, there is, a level of, of anxiety that, that the cortisol level drops a little bit. Now, as you get older, um, it's not about the money, it's about the time. You know, you, you don't, I mean, we don't want to waste any more time. I mean, I don't want to waste time. I want to do the right thing. And so, you know, if I don't take their money seriously, I'm just going to be spinning my wheels and losing their money. And, and generally, you never get, most traders never get to the point of losing their money because they never pass the qualification, even though it's relatively simple. Yeah. So they asked me, well, how can they, how can you, you know, how can, how can I give you 90% of the capital of, the, of your profit? Um, how, how do they, why, how can they do that? How do they make money? Well, they're charging you, you know, even during the, uh, the sales, they're charging you uh, 40 and $80 a month to, to pass, of which 90% don't pass. Same percentages in our business in general. And, and so they know, that, that that's that train is going to keep coming no matter what happens they're not in the gambling business they're not in the trading business they're not even there's no gamble for them you know they're they're just collecting in fact when you blow out an account all you got to do is pay another eighty dollars and set it up again start start the test again so that dilemma that i talked about before where where i was trading somebody's money and if i if i was down three or four percent you'd have this feeling should i get more aggressive and try to get up that's and if you're trading somebody else's money that really doesn't have a face to it i have to talk to these people every day right and and and, and so um you know you you yeah you can start to think i'm going to get really aggressive and because if i blow it out i can start again for 80 bucks well that was 80 bucks add up you know and and they know that uh so but but if you're serious about it, and one of the things that, you know, you're a, you're a real detail guy. I, I can say that everybody knows this about you if they've been on your list for any, any reason. You're an orderly guy. I'm sure your sock drawer is, uh, you know, perfectly, you know, me, I, I got to look for the pair. You know, I, I got one, honey. You know, with the, you got everything lined up. I, I don't have that, you know. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but, you know, listen, listen what we do, uh, you know, is, is, is always been the tough part of the business again, because, uh, and I think that prop trading allows some of that cortisol level to go down. Um, so, uh, you know, that's, you, you, if you, if you frame your trading as a business, that's really my point. I think traders have to frame it as a business and we've got mental trainings on it. And we, you know, I talk about it in pretty much any, large course that I have, there's got to be an area where I say, you're not trying to trade, you're not, let's see what happens, it's not a hobby, it's a business, you know, you have to, and when you lose money, when you have two trades in a row that lost money, that is akin to putting an ad in the paper and nobody came, nobody called, 
you got to do it. You know not what not to do now. And now, you know, now you do something else that, that, that makes sense. So the idea is that, that if you frame everything as a business and you know that, that there's going to be 60% wins and 40% losses, and if you keep your, your losses down, um, then, uh, then you know that uh, uh, that 60% is going to happen if you stick to the system. And, and the net net will be, you know, a lot of money for you. But, you know, you can't mentally get through those, those losing times. But... Um, and anyway, crop trading is good because it, it I, I believe, I wrote a piece called um, The Death of Simulated Trading. I mean, why would anybody tr simulate, simulate trading? I mean, there's, there's no, you're really not, the goal, of course, is trading your own money and then having high anxiety and, and getting into that if, you're, if, if you haven't framed it as a business and, and you haven't taken any time with your money. This is what the 90% are doing. You know, let's see if I can do a sim. And then once they get a sim, they start trading. They blow. They they lose money. They say, let's go back to sim. So it's a it's a it's like a dance, the sim real money dance, and it gets nowhere. You know, so why not make it? And this why not? You know, you're a process guy. Why not have a different process? The process is let's let's have a goal in that simulated trading because in the in the evaluation stage of of these uh, of the prop trading. You're, you, you've got to make, for instance, to trade a $50,000 account, you've got to make $3,000 before you lose $2,500. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. So that's, now they have a little, they have a little shtick in there that's, um, that a lot of others don't have where they count open trade equity. So if you have a, if you were up $1,000 in the trade and it came, broke, broke even at the end, you didn't take it, all of a sudden that 2500 is 1500 So they want you to, so, so when you're trading, uh, with, with with these prop trading firms, you're going to understand their rules. And that rule, for instance, can be countered by always taking two positions when you trade or tra treating everything as two positions. So um, whether you have four or so that when you, because the problem is it's, it's, it's the same dilemma between um, traders who, who, day traders and scalpers. You know, the scalpers are scalping, taking the low-hanging fruit, and then all of a sudden the biggest move since the beginning of time, and they say, why the hell didn't I stay in there? And, and then you've got the person who, who goes, who takes the moonshots all the time, comes right back and, and says, I should have taken that low-hanging fruit when you got it. Well, when you take two positions and you treat one as a scalp, and then you move the stop to break even on your runner, You've, you've solved that problem. Now you're trading with confidence. So if you understand the rules, like I've just mentioned how open trade equity goes against you, I hope we're not losing people with the math. But, but you have a pretty good, if they're on your list, they're, 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 they, they, they're, they're pretty good at math. Uh, so, you know, the idea is that... Hopefully they get the math. What's that? <laughs> if they're trading, hopefully they can do Yeah, yeah, hopefully they get the math. <laughs> you think you know that's not true a lot of the time. But, you know, the idea is that so if you if you treat it as a business and understand the rules and then then adjust your trading, I didn't really adjust where I got in based on that rule that I've adjusted my trading plan for. I won't take a trade in this when I prop trade without having two positions. And if the risk is too high. I'll, I'll go to micros. I have no problem with trading $150,000 account and trading four micros, you know, if the risk is, is gigantic, you know. So I, I think everybody has to just stop with the ego, of course, which is easy to say because you, you and I are egotists and so is everybody else to some degree. But you have to tone that down. You know, I, I think as you get, you know, there's, a, there's a difference between wisdom and smart. 
I think I take back that you and I are are are, are, are egotists. We have everybody has egos, is what I'm saying, and that um, you know I I think you know that gets in the way if you don't recognize that about yourself, and, uh, and because what's happening as you're as you're trading and um, and offset it. But again, it's back to what we talked about: understanding why you're trading the way you're trading. You know, when you when you're um, you know, when you're when you're using a tool, when you're using a, an indicator. I mean, why should you use MACD when you're using RSI? You know, I, I'm not sure. I never understood that. I mean, maybe somebody can explain it to me. And what? But they're both relative. You know, they're, they're both momentum indicators. They both have their place and so on. Some prefer some over the other. But I, I don't know why anybody would have two. And it just messes up the chart. Actually, the more you have to look at at a chart. Anyway, back to the uh, the the trading uh, of sim trading. So I think that when you have a process of simulated trading, meaning that um, you're simulated, you're simulated trading through your testing. So you have a goal and that's to get funded because when you make that $3,000, they will give you the, 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 they'll put that money in your account. It's not, you know, you're logging into their back end to trade it, but the money is there and you're trading the $50,000. And I won't explain that it's a pool of money and it's not fungible and so on. But the idea is that your response, you have $50,000 now that you can work with or $150,000 because you were smart enough to run a system that made $3,000. Now, because so now when you're sim trading, you're doing it with some responsibility and you do and you're getting a, a lot further than just trading it with, you know, no, no other goal but to trade your money and 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 be a little bit more fearful, you know. So uh, I, I think simulate, I think the, as as the as this prop trading gets more popular, I think simulated trading is going to fade. Um, because why? Why do it when somebody when the result is going to be trading somebody else's money for for that kind of uh, for that kind of uh, return? And and you know when I started getting the checks, you know a thousand, two thousand, uh, all of a sudden the checks they you know, they put wire it into your account. All of a sudden it was real. So that that thing I had a year and a half ago, or come on, that's bull. No, nobody's going to give you ninety percent of the money until I looked into it and 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 I saw the fees that they charge. For, for the people who don't pass. And I said to myself, why am I in this business? I should be, <laughs> I should be in the prop trading business. Uh, they, they figured out a different game. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, it's hilarious because with trading, one, one thing that's always cracked me up is how there's, almost, almost, there's historically been almost zero barrier to entry to trade. Mm -hmm. It's like if you've got money and you can open an account, you can trade, period. Doesn't matter, you know, smart, uh, stupid, sh short, tall, uh, skinny, fat, you know, doesn't matter. If you can open an account, you can trade. And now they've figured out a way to even eliminate that barrier. If you got a little bit of money, now you can trade. <laughs> and they're yeah, I mean, but they figured out the game. They just encourage I mean, you to come in the casino now to start with. Well, look at the look at the uh, the lengths of the, the 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 because of, well everything in the market is is compressing in time but uh, but the idea of having a daily option or a weekly option man yeah, that sounds crazy to me uh, but that's for you know you can get that for ten cents so I've never traded them but um, you know there's really no no way to go but you know look at all the people that buy lottery tickets I oh. mean uh i have been seen buying a lottery ticket when it goes up to 200 million or, or something you know then it starts to be worth it for you know for a buck see what happens but uh there's a lot of people spend a lot of money and time there and that's that's probably the worst bet in the world then there as we come up you know uh 
<laughs> Forex was in there for a while. You know, oh, yeah. Forex is a tougher market, I think. Even though I mentioned that I like trading the currencies and so on, I think that people, um, you know, the environment when you trade in the Forex market is, is, is the Wild West. Um, you know, especially if you look at some of the social media posting, everybody, oh, I just blew out another account, or I just made $1,000, you know. It's, uh, but, you know, everybody has to, have, you know, develop their own parameters. You know, it's all about looking inside before you look outside, you know. Well, you mentioned a word uh, a minute ago, and, and I'm glad you did because it, it was one that I, I was paying attention to a short while back, and it's a really good reminder and kind of appropriate at the same time. One of the key, key traits that I've seen in practices for traders is just self-awareness. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, like you were talking about, you know, as far as paying attention, you know, where you were yesterday and that kind of stuff, but especially right now and, and you know, in in all regards, self-awareness is one of the key things. With, with well, what's your definition of self-awareness? It's just the fact that we're aware that we're here and breathing. I mean, it's got to be more than that. Well, it's 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 you know being being. I mean, knowing that yeah, you're here in the present moment, but it's also the act of self-observation. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what awareness really is: is you, you're being cognizant of things and you're noticing them. You're you're paying attention to them. Um, so it's like, yeah, as, as you're going through your trading day, you know, am I, you know, of course I'm aware that I'm here and I'm looking at my chart and everything, but am I, am I paying attention to how I'm feeling and how I'm thinking and the thoughts that are running through my head, the conversations and how I'm responding to things? Am I paying attention to those or am I just kind of responding on, on a like almost subconscious level and I'm just going through things and I'm not really even aware of, of myself and what I'm doing. I'm just kind of caught up in the moment or, you know, my emotions or my head or my thoughts. So yeah, just being a, saying, staying self-aware is one of the huge ones. Um, and, you know, and I'm sure the same with you, you know, the people that I work with, as they develop the self-awareness is really when they start to see the growth. And yeah, I mean, I believe that, uh, you know, we've talked about it before. And uh, um, last time I was in my car, I think last time we talked about it. But the idea is that, you know, I think it's all, you know, listen, what's in your subconscious mind, you know exactly what the dominant neural net is that's driving you because your conscious mind can say anything you want to yourself, but the, the, the subconscious mind is going to uh, create the response. So if you're, if you keep missing trades and taking, you know, being controlled by fear of some sort. So you need to reprogram your mind literally uh, with, uh, with, you know, we have the meditations uh, to do that. So, you know, combination with working inside and outside has always been the, and then understanding what self-awareness is from a conscious level, mm -hmm. like you've just explained. Um, so, oh, God, I mean, it sounds kind of airy-fairy, but the idea is that, um, you know, it's, it's, um, it's important, well, you know. Yeah, actually, it's not airy-fairy. It's, it's actually intelligent. I mean, if you think about it in, in any performance activity, mm -hmm. whether it's, you know, golf, tennis, you know, any other, you know, any sport. Well, you were a review guy, right? I mean, you reviewed systems. Or, or, I mean, that was your thing, wasn't it, before you got started trading? Well, I was I was a quality assurance manager, so yes, yeah, processes and systems. Isn't that what I said? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> quality assurance manager. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, yeah, the the awareness, uh, you know, in any in any performance activity, you have to be aware of you know what you're doing. You still have to be present in the moment, but you can't just get lost in the moment either. It's it's that real heightened state of awareness that lets you perform well. Um, well, what about the emotions that that uh, that 
that stop you from changing what you, is it through the understanding of what the right thing to do is that you'll change? Is that how you look at it? Um, I mean, somebody's being self-aware and understanding what they're doing and seeing a problem in their trading uh, because of, uh, well, concentrating on the trading part. Uh, If they they see that, um, you know, they're, they're constantly missing trades and somehow they, how do you respond to them in that respect? Well, if they're if they're making the same mistake over and over again, uh, to be aware—I mean, first of all, they need to be aware in the moment that yeah, okay, I'm kind of repeating the same pattern. It's kind of like you have to step back to different levels of awareness or observation, because um, you can be sitting there, you know, and, and you make the same mistake, and you're like, damn, I made the same same mistake again, and you're you become aware of it then. But it's also, you know, you need to step back. It's like, okay, well, instead of just noticing that I screwed up again, it's like, okay, let me let me look further a little prior to that. And it's okay, what was triggering that? What was actually going on in my head at that moment? You know, where where were my eyes looking on the chart? And and you start you, you expand what you're uh, you're you're noticing, and again, you're being cognizant of mm-hmm. um, instead of just this one thing that oh yeah, I'm just you know I'm watching the you know the candles form and oh crap, you know, and I'm jumping on that. It's like no. Am I, am, am I noticing my breathing? Am I noticing my emotional level? Am I noticing my posture? And, you know, just like I said, you well, and, and when they notice their, and when they notice their breathing heavy and their posture is not there, what are they, they're supposed to correct it right at the moment? Is that how you see it? It's kind of like NLP, uh, you know, Tony Robbins, where you, you know, your motion is. Yes and no, a couple, a couple of different things. Uh, first of all, trying to deal with it when you're in an emotionally aroused state is generally not the time to do it. You really need to take note of it, but as far as when you're going to address it and how you're going to address it, that's when you, you want to, you want to take that process over to when you're more, you know, calm down and you're not, you know, you're not all worked up and you can look at things logically and rationally and say, okay, yeah, here's what's going on. And here's how, here, you know, here's what's causing it. And here's what I can do about it to, you know, prevent it's happening again. But yeah, I mean, and this actually, you know, you're talking about Airy Ferry, um, the this one book that I got actually was a gift from one of my clients. Um, he sent this book to me. It's called the Handbook to Higher Consciousness uh, by Ken Keys, and he's got the twelve rules to or twelve pathways to higher consciousness. And one of them that I really liked was, and, and now it was in dealing with other people, but it's pertinent to trading. He said, you know, if, if you're in an emotional state and, and you're like you're angry or whatever, don't respond. Don't engage other people until you can calm down and come from a better, better, better state to, to engage with them. And so kind of the same thing with trading. It's like or, or really any other situation. If you're all emotionally worked up, your rational mind is only engaged partially at best. And so that's not the time to deal with it you need to wait until you calm down and then you can approach it, ra- approach it rationally and actually attend to things in a, in, in a sensible manner. And same thing with the trading. I mean, it's, and it, well, actually one of the questions I wanted to ask you today, as far as what's your opinion on comfort zones, because I've had this, I've had this conversation with other traders over the years and some people say, you know, yeah, it's, you know, you, it's good to be trading outside your comfort zones because, you know, that's when you're going to be learning and stretching them and all that kind of stuff. And others, and like me personally, I don't think you should be trading outside your comfort zones. What are your thoughts on the matter? Yeah, I, uh, I, I agree. I, you know, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be trading out of my comfort zone. I mean, I, I think that's where people get into trouble. Uh, I mean, that's really inviting. I mean, some people can do it 
to stretch their, I mean, if you're, if you're trading one contract and doing very well to move to two contract and expanding your horizons is, is a, is a process that you've defined before, but, uh, and, and it may be stretching your comfort zone for a day or two until you realize, uh, you know, it's really the same as the same movements. And I'm just, it's got twice the effect mm -hmm. because you've, you've come across it in a logical way. Uh, but, but to, uh, but to trade out of your comfort zone in all, I guess, do they, uh, do they want to match the market? Do they want to match the excitement? Or do they want to kind of be one with the market? Is that where, is that where being in the comfort, uh, stretching your comfort zone? Because, you know, when those markets start to move around, you've got to be the Zen guy in the room. You know, you've got to be the, uh, you've got to be the, the quiet person uh, in the room and, um, and you've got to figure out what you're going to do before the report comes out. And then when something happens that you didn't figure, you, you've got to re realize that this is a time to learn and you do nothing, you know. So um, one of my favorite expressions, my wife always brings it up, is doing nothing is doing something. Sure. Uh, doing nothing is doing something. I mean, you can, I, I, as a trader, you can remember the time, I'm sure in the beginning, I know I had them where I'd get my monthly statement, they were printed out, and I have a certain equity at the top, and all these trades, you know, page after page, and at the bottom, the same equity MC, all this effort stuff that I've been doing, it's getting me nowhere. You know, it's almost worse than lose already. You know, and this way I can do something else with my time. Right. But, you know, you know, and, and I think that, that what I was doing then as far as comfort zone is whenever I had a great day, I'd try to have another bigger great day. You know, I'm on it now. I got it. And so I was, I was expanding and then contracting my comfort zone to back to the facts and I know build it back up. And so, you know, that's, that's what this sheet, those are a series of sheets would show me. Uh, and, and that certainly has a relation to comfort zones. So, no, I mean, why would anybody want to, I mean, do they believe that it's instinct or, or it's the first step to bravery and you got to have, you have to have balls to, to trade? Is that what it is? Yeah, I think it's, it's along those lines. I mean, for me, the main argument against it is really, I mean, just looking at the definition of, you know, your comfort zones, your comfort zones is where you're okay. And outside of your comfort zones is where you're emotionally worked up to a certain point. Mm -hmm. And it's like, so if you're trading outside your comfort zones, by definition, you are in an emotional state, which is not good for rational, good decision-making in your trading. I mean, that, that to me, it certainly outside your comfort zone doesn't mean off your trading plan. It means position sizing, right? I mean, is this yeah. trading outside the comfort zone? I mean, certainly nobody's saying you should trade out uh, that that outside your comfort zone means you see something you think would be a good a good place to get in, but you've never tested it or back tested. But it looks like, and the news just said it was going to, and you go that to me is not out outside your comfort zone. That's that's uh, that's idiocy. To I mean, that's <laughs> if you know better. That's you know that that's that's asking to lose. You know. Uh, but but if if outside your comfort zone means play bigger, um, then you know we're back to what we do. I mean, I think if somebody wanted to play bigger, they're very good at trading. You know, two positions and they want to move to ten. But every time they do, they you know that gap that happens. You mm -hmm. know, coming to you or I for that area, you know, for the mental area, that would be the key and to set up a process and uh, with goals and accountability, that that kind of thing. That you know, accountability. You know, if I had 
you know, I, you do a lot of accountability. I don't do it. Not that you don't, but that's, that's really, that's one of the main things that you do, no? Uh, with, with traders, with your coaching? Um, that's part of it, of course. Part of it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it sounded very, I mean, we do coaching, but we do what we call laser coaching. Right. Which is, we give them unlimited, but it's only 15 minutes. And, you know, maybe it's stretched to 20, but um, it's a lot of time, um, you know, when you're, when you're being, but I think accountability is, I just read something on that myself and it just clicked to me because I think of myself, you know, I want to, you know, take this vitamin for all of a sudden I'm, I'm looking at my vitamin places, 18 vitamins that I, they're half full. And I, I got onto another great vitamin that I think is going to have me age more gracefully, you know? So, <laughs> you know, yeah. I, it's, 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 yeah, it's follow through anyway. Yeah. Well, the main thing, I mean, accountability is part of it, but it, it, the, the biggest thing that I've been trying to stress to people over the last year is regardless of where you're at with your trading, get outside help. Because, you know, the markets are not going to teach you. They're just going to punish you for not trading properly. And if you're, if you're not, you know, where you want to be, then, you know, you need that outside perspective because otherwise you're your own limitation. It, this, this is not an occupation that lends itself to just being figured out. Mm -hmm. And you're always going to be stuck where you are because you don't know what you don't know and you can't see what you can't see. And you need that outside perspective to help because otherwise it's just you and the charts. I mean, that's why that's, you know, the, the allure for a lot of people to get into trading is like, yeah, you know, it's not a real business. I don't have to mess with other people. I don't have to set up a store and I have to do any of that stuff. It's just me and my computer. But that's also a liability with it, too, because, yeah, it, it come, you know, it's like when somebody comes to you, they're getting an outside perspective that they never would have had on their own. And the markets aren't going to get it. Which brings me a question to you. Uh, I know I'm being interviewed, but I have a question for you. Uh, and that's um, trading buddies where, you know, two people get together and, and, um, and make themselves accountable. What, what, what has your, been your experience when you've account, encountered that <laughs> with people? Well, depending on who you're partner, partnering up with, that can be a real slippery slope because – I mean, I've, I've experienced it, and almost everybody I've talked to, they experience it too, is if it depends on, on where they're at in their trader development. If they're more mature and more successful than you and they've got more experience, then, then it's likely that it's going to be a beneficial relationship. But if they're, still, if they're like way behind you and they're doing all stupid stuff and they have the wrong perspectives on things, and, but they're also, you know, saying, hey, you know, what are you doing? Oh, you should be doing this. And they're like throwing suggestions and input at you that's counterproductive. Then it's not a good thing. Yeah, most of the time it doesn't work, I've seen. But, but those that it does work, they have rules. What they, what they talk about, what they, you know, and, and, um, and, and just kind of keeping um, and, and, and trading at the same level. You know, it's because when you're if you're if you're trading with somebody at a higher level and you yes, you can learn from them mm -hmm. if they're that patient. But if the gap is too big, they'll get frustrated with the, hey, I'm not here to teach you. I want something out of this myself, you know. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. Like I said, it just you got to be you got to be selective about who you're, who you're buddying up with. That's the main thing. It's, it's got to be a good fit. It's got to be just like any other relationship. It's got to be a healthy relationship. It's got to be good for both of you. And if it's not, then no, it's not going to work. It's not going to be helpful. Mm -hmm. um, and well, and the other part of it is hopefully you're both also pursuing growth so that as, as you grow, they're growing too, because mm -hmm. otherwise you're going to leave them behind and, and, and then you got to find a new buddy that's at, at where you're at now versus where you, you know, were six months or a year ago. 
So, well, speaking of your, you know, your laser focusing and coaches coaching, what all have you got going on right now uh, with over at the discipline trader? And I know you're always staying active. You're an innovator. Well, the, the, the core has always been the mental and emotional part. Um, but I'm going to say you almost can't run a business on it. You can run a business on it. Uh, you can run a bit, but it's tougher to, you know, if I was, if you and I had chosen in this same field, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, trading plans and, and, and suggestions and market analysis, um, you know, that's an easier path because that's what people want that instant gratification. Uh, but so I'm, 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 I've always, that's why I've always uh, stayed connected with you. And I've always had a, a love for, uh, because I know how important it is. And I, I, I feel like I'm ho holding the, the, the baton for, for the, um, for this, this area. But yeah, our basic thing is the mental and emotional capabilities of traders. And we do it through two major areas. We do it through those subconscious trainings, like their eight and 10 minute, minute meditations. I remember when I first asked my wife to do the meditation, because she's a subconscious trainer, mm -hmm. I said, we need, uh, she says, okay, there'll be about 20, 25 minutes. I can, I said, no, traders are not going to sit there for 25 minutes. They're not going to do it before they trade. Five minutes. Can you do it in five minutes? She says, I can't do it in five minutes. I said, all right, I'll get somebody else to do it in five minutes. She said, oh, well, hold on a second. So we compromised. <laughs> we compromised on, uh, it's eight to eight to 11 minutes where we, where you get, um, so you got those meditations that change the neural pathways that result in the right neural net to run your uh, trading decisions uh, from a subconscious uh, standpoint. So we do these, we do that. We also use something called EFT, emotional freedom technique, yeah. which you're probably somewhat familiar with uh, being somewhat a student of just about everything. Uh, and I think uh, where you're, it kind of combines Eastern Western technology in a, in a, where you're tapping meridians while saying things consciously, repeating after us in our videos and um, whether it's uh, uh, taking trades without hesitation, uh, stop over trading, uh, revenge trading, which was big last year for some reason. It was a, bit of a high jump in the revenge trading. Right. Um, but those kinds of things, you can separate the thought from the emotion literally in one five or six minute session. Sometimes you got to do it twice. But uh, when you can take the thought from the emotion, I mean, most of the things that you've just talked about in, in, in uh, the way you approach uh, the mental and emotional capabilities has, is attached to an emotion that you need to analyze and, and, and adjust. Uh, and so uh, when you can, you can separate the thought, and actually you start when many of the uh, people uh, can't even remember the thought that they had <laughs> after the five minutes. And you're not closing it, you're just repeating things and opening up uh, these uh, chakra areas. Now, I'm I'm not a, a, a holistic doctor, by, but I, I do think that there are energies that run through your body, and I do think the Eastern philosophy has it down from a preventative standpoint, and Western is putting out the fires pretty much in our in our philosophy for uh, from uh, for medicine and so on. But together, uh, it, it makes a lot of sense where you're uh, where you're stating situations, opening up chakras, and it works. They used to call it the five-minute phobia cure, but the guy who invented it was, you know, he, they started suing him because they couldn't say, hey, you can't say cure. It's managing, you're coping with, you know, nobody cures anything because that stops the paychecks from coming in. You know? so, so, so we've got the EFT, which are these follow-along uh, EFT sessions that we do. We got that. And then 
my latest love is the is the, the prop trading because I I was talking to you about who's on our lists. Everybody on our list is pretty much passionate about making money in trading for whatever reason. Some a little bit more desperate than others, but there are a lot of traders on my list that don't have a lot of money to trade. They're trading with five thousand, ten thousand, fifteen thousand, and that may sound like a lot of money to somebody. But in this market, if you're going to keep that cortisol level down and keep those emotions out of it. Uh, one of the main things you can do is 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 have a large account, but trade it like it's a small one. You know, when I trade, I've I've qualified for fifty thousand, hundred thousand, hundred fifty thousand, hundred thousand. When I trade the hundred and fifty thousand dollar account, I treat it like about a seventy thousand dollar account. This way, any motions, uh, you know, so I frame it differently, you know, so that I'm staying in the game and my my trading plan gives me the progression that I want. This is the process that, that I think is available to people with not a lot of money. Here they can understand how to trade. They can, instead of sim trading, they can be qualifying for, for something. And then when they get that goal, they can use particular, uh, not only uh, we can help them with the mental part of them, but also some of the things that we do, like the two-position situation that I talked about, eliminating that grand question that everybody has. Should I stay in this position or should I take my profit? Well, when you start out with a plan to do both, you know, and keep your risk reasonable, you, you, you take that question out. And that is a major question. There's about three or four or five of them. And um, we don't have the time to go through them. But the idea is that if you can, if you can have a new trader uh, without, and not having to use their own money, uh, qualifying uh, for, instead of sim trading, mm -hmm. have, having, you know, yes, it's, I mean, most traders, they've lost 5000 3000 but it's hard even with with the uh, 100 and 200 dollars a month for for qualifying for depending on how big an account you're qualifying for even with that even if it takes you 6 months a year you'll never get close to what you've been losing by by straining yourself and trying to trade your own money and if you do it right you can qualify in a month or two months easily mm -hmm. you know yeah. and when the checks start to come in Everything becomes real. And now you're saying, I have something that's a business. So my plan now is to have 10 accounts, okay. uh, 10, 50, or $150,000 diversified, and then have what they call a, uh, they call a trade copier, where you put in, I, have, I bought it last month, but I haven't installed it yet. Uh, so I'm still running around you know, with each account. But the idea is that they should be, you, you can just put in one trade, it'll, It'll uh, diversify. It'll put them in different accounts and at 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 the at the levels that you want. You can put two and one, three and one, and it'll even take the micros. Right. If if you yeah. at the same time. So yeah, um, you know, there's there's ways if you if you approach it as a business and not a hobby, um, and and look at especially especially if you're trading small money, and you're um, you know I think this prop trading is like a dream come true. Uh, All right. If you do it right, yes. If you do it right, I've just I've just grabbed Prop Trading University. I can't believe it wasn't taken. Prop Trading U and Prop Trading University, and I'm going to build something that um, you know that will be the you know the the place where uh, traders will gather. Excellent. And we'll we'll sing together. Yeah. <laughs> Kumbaya. <laughs> That's right. We'll drink the Kool Aid all together. <laughs> no, that's cool. That's right. Anyway, so, you know, I have the idea, but, you know, you got you need the time to do it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of elements to that. So I may start out small with it, but I I got the URL because I do think it's it's going to be a growing part of the future. Yeah. Um, 
so well, yeah, I don't see it going anywhere because for for the the prop firms, I mean it's it's a good business venture for them. Mm-hmm. I mean obviously they 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 you know they figured out how to organize it so that it made business sense for them, and it does open the door to a lot of people who otherwise wouldn't be able to get into the trading game. Yeah, and I'm noticing though you know it's not only independent companies that are doing it to start it, but it's companies that are, are that have trading platforms and whatever and and are are putting in another stream of income because they've you know and make it a vertical they've got everything that you need uh they're the vertical so yeah. it, it just makes all the sense in the world so yeah. uh you know but uh there's a big difference if you have a diploma from prop trading university who knows <laughs> true no that's cool that's and, yeah we'll have to we'll have to talk about that on a, on a separate call yeah yeah Fun stuff. Anyway, so for right now, it's the disciplinetrader.com and, you know, anybody can connect with me in the contact area. Just write me a note and, and so on if they have any questions about anything. But um, Cool. Well, Norman, this, this has been a lot of fun, man. Always great catching up with you. And uh, Maybe we did a little too much kidding around, but I think that it's important for traders to know that we're, you know, we're, we're, we're raiders, you know, we're, 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 we're traders just like them, we're people just like them. And, mm-hmm. and it's just that we have taken this very seriously about the mental part of it. Um, and, and yes, there's probably people out there that, that never, that somehow naturally have the mental capabilities. And, and, and you know, for instance, if I was trading a, an Olympic athlete to be a good trader, I think I could do that very quickly. Because an Olympic athlete knows the importance of the mental game and and uh, and and keeping the emotions out of it. So if you had if you if I was picking a jury of uh, of traders that I could train, uh, I, I would definitely trade any uh, t- take any athlete. Um, uh, for instance, uh, a a professor I probably wouldn't take maybe because I don't want qu- you know you don't want questions you know not everything's a question. You want answers, so you know. Once you have the answers, you know you don't have to make up any more questions. You know, so uh, it's too much. I have a I have a brother-in-law. I call him the Question Man. It's very hard to get anything past him. You know, but uh, anyway, it's all good. It's all good. Oh, excellent. Yeah, well, Norman, let's do this again sometime soon, man. Um, Absolutely. I, I, wanted, I definitely want to uh, definitely keep in touch with you as, as you continue on your uh, prop firm journey and and with your with your new. Uh, New idea you got going on here, um, so. and I love the new. I love the beard. I, I when we first got on, I I was akin to George Clooney, but apparently that's uh, that's what I'm seeing him with. I gotta maybe I should. You know, you're inspiring me. You know? <laughs> well, how long it lasts? Being being this time of year, it's it's already getting a little warm and itchy. So we'll see. <laughs> yeah, here we go. Another excuse. All right. We're we're not supposed to have excuses. Okay. Uh, uh, well, anyway. Yeah, Norman. Hey, and everybody who's listening, um, if if yeah, if you're concerned about the mental game, if it, if you if you recognize its importance, uh, Norman's been in this game for a long time, one of the best there is, and he's definitely uh, no matter what's going on with you, I can guarantee he's run into it before, and he can definitely help you out. Uh, so uh, yeah, hit him up at the Discipline Trader. Uh, besides that, he's just a good guy, and you can tell yeah, he's human. He's a lot of fun. Uh, you better have a sense of humor if you're going to work with me because you know. <laughs> It's, yeah. life is too short right true true man yeah you know, because this will take the years from you an unsuccessful trader i think lives 10 years less than the average person a successful trader he lives 10 years more i'm not sure about that study i have to check that but uh i think it's probably true oh there's merit to it sure oh, yeah. indeed <laughs> well anyway everybody yeah good swing all right my friend be well i appreciate it Norman, thanks for being here man okay. we'll talk to you soon.
Take care, man. Thank you for joining us today on the Consistent Profits Podcast, brought to you by Inside Out Trading. Make sure to swing by Inside Out Trading and pick up your copy of The Proven Formula for Consistent Monthly Profits. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to subscribe on your favorite channel, and we'll see you on the next episode. Cheers.